Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together, Father, to fellowship you. Father, we pray now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom, Father. And we just give you the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So, um, <clears throat> I was in a big city and the, the <clears throat> minimum wage went to $15 an hour. And so this guy owned a bar, he decided that he couldn't afford to pay a bartender $15 an hour. And so he bought him a robot to be the bartender. And so guy walked in and asked, the robot asked, what would you have to drink, sir? And he told him, the robot fixed him a drink and handed it to him. He said, you mind if I ask you your IQ? And the guy said, well, it's actually 168. So the robot went on talking about nuclear physics and all this stuff, all crazy parts of science. And the guy was amazed that the robot adapted. So he turned around and walked out and walked back in, said, will you have a drink? And he told him, the robot fixed him a drink. He said, sir, you mind if I ask your IQ? He said, well, it's about 100. He started talking about college football and NASCAR and deer hunting. And the guy said, man, this is amazing. So he left for the third time and he came back in and, and ordered another drink. The robot asked him, sir, do you mind if I ask your IQ? And he said, about 50. He said, the robot leaned in and said, so you really think men can get pregnant? <clears throat> Crystal made me change it. The punchline was different, but that's the best I could come up with on the... The punchline was definitely different. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> I might get hate mail over that. I don't care. If you think a man can get pregnant, your IQ ain't even 50. It is what it is. Um, so, what we're going to talk about today is standing on God's Word. And, and, and listen, as, as Christians, right, the, the <clears throat> we fall back to the Bible as God's uh, word and it was inspired by God and written down by man, but it's been cherished and you know I've already told y'all the number one seller for years and years and years and years and years and all of the things right But what the world wants to do is attack us and whether God's word is actually true or not, right? So but as believers We use the Bible as our tool to discuss or to understand that God's word is true and if you get to the point to where you can stand unequivocally and know that God's word is true, regardless of what anybody says about anything, it makes you a better Christian, right? So we're going to talk today about what the scripture says about how true God's word is, and it's in some places that you wouldn't think of, and, and so we're going to go through some stuff, right? And we're going to talk about... We will talk about what makes God's word so true. Um, so if you would, with, and, and this is a weird place to start. I know it's the wrong time of the year. But if you turn with me to Luke, the first chapter of Luke, right? In the um, 37th verse. And then just pause for just a second. This is where the Holy Spirit is talking to Mary and telling her that she is going to have a baby, Right? I mean, not the Holy Spirit. The angel has come and said the Holy Spirit is going to overtake you and you're going to have a baby, right? This is in the middle of that conversation. But verse 37, the angel says, For no word from God will ever fail. In the middle of that, when he's telling her all the stuff that you're going to become pregnant, and I know you're a virgin, and I understand all the concepts of what has to happen, right? But no word from God will ever fail. Now, 
Why is that important? Why is it important for us as Christians to understand that no word from God will ever fail? Because if, if you have somewhere in your mind that, that somehow God's word is negotiable or it has terms or it's not reliable or it's not dependable or it doesn't apply to you or that it might not actually work, then you're in dire straits. But if you can wrap your head around for no word from God will ever fail and believe that statement, right? If you can believe that, that's not a difficult statement. This is not something that was written in a parable that you've got to take somebody's opinion for. It's pretty straightforward, right? No word from God will ever fail. Then as Christians, we should know that our salvation would never fail, our healing will never fail, our deliverance will never fail, our redemption will never fail. Everything that God has set in front of us, that his word will never fail. And when you can get to there, it makes you a better Christian. Now, I say this a lot in prayer, but I, I want y'all to look at it in Scripture you'll turn with me to the book of Isaiah. I'm actually going to add a verse. So Isaiah uh, chapter 55 and verse 10. Isaiah 55, 10. And as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return from it without, return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes from my mouth that will not return empty or void, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I was sent. So God's word is sent out, and it is sent out to accomplish exactly what it was sent to do. And it will not return void or empty. Y'all know what that means? Like... It, There's no return to sender on it. Y'all ever mailed something and, and you were sending it to somebody and then something happened and who knows and then it comes back with a sticker on it and says unable to deliver, return to sender. God's word doesn't have a return to sender button. It doesn't come back. It goes out and accomplishes exactly what he sent it to do. And as Christians, that's important to us, right? It's important to us to know that God's word does not fail and it does not come back empty. That it is God-breathed and built for us to help us grow and mature and develop as Christians. And the reason it is it's so important to us is it's... Um, Y'all ever, anybody in here ever build anything like you order something and it comes in a box and it don't look like the picture? You know what I'm talking about? Like there's bunches of pieces. And then in somewhere in the middle of that, there's like a little paper. And it's written in like six languages. If you, if you take time enough to find it in English, sometimes it'll tell you what step one is and then step two is and then step three is and then step four is. How many of y'all read them? I don't. I don't read them, especially with stuff that, you know, I feel like I already should know how to do, right? So I put together a ceiling fan this week, and I put together bunches of ceiling fans, more than I can count, and I put the whole entire ceiling fan together, except for this ceiling fan, the shroud, the part that covers it that goes to the ceiling, 
had to go on first instead of last. Y'all ever seen one that did that? I ain't never seen one that did that. You always put that on last. Not this one. It was first. So I constructed the ceiling fan, and then I realized, hmm, that ain't going to work. So I had to back up, tear all the blades off, all the pieces off, start over, put the shroud up, then put the fan back up, and then put all the blades back on. How many of y'all have ever been in a situation in your life to where things were going wrong, you don't know why, and you were thinking, man, I just knew, wish I knew what I was supposed to do. You ever wish there was an instruction manual? Not that you was going to read it, but just something to reference every once in a while. Like a, you know what? I think the Bible would be better if it had more pictures. You could just flip to the picture. Like, Lord, when I feel like this, how, what the picture would look like. That's really all I want to look at anyway is the pictures on the thing. I don't read the instructions. I just want to see the pictures. But we have an instruction manual from the creator of the universe that he spent thousands of years constructing that all of you own, wouldn't you? All of y'all own one of these? If you don't, there's one in the back of your pew. Take it home with you. We'll get another one and put it there. If there ain't one in the back of the pew, let me know at the church. There's a stack back there. We'll get you another one. But you have an instruction manual that is breathed from the creator of the universe that will never fail. That's true. Y'all ever had to put something together that was real hard and had lots of instructions and there was an error in the instruction manual? I actually have. Step six really had to happen at step five and step five really had to happen at step six. You know, because those things are man-made and they make mistakes, right? Now, the Chinese and the Spanish and all the other language instructions might have been in the right order, but the English ones, I had an opportunity to, I tried to do something and the English part was wrong. Well, I can't read the rest of it, so that's all that matters. But this ain't wrong. There's no errors. There's no omissions. There's no parts that you need to know that's not included. And if there is something that you're facing that somehow does not apply in this book, that book says that you... Y'all ever had to call customer service because you couldn't understand the instructions? Like it was really bad and you just had to pick, I got to talk to a human to see if they could tell me how to fix this. Well, how about if you got to talk to God about it? That's pretty good customer service, right? I want to talk to the manufacturer. No, 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 not him, not the guy who put it together. I want to talk to the guy who created it, who out of nothing without form and void spoke everything into existence that is. I want to talk to the manufacturer directly, the inventor and the creator. He sent me an instruction book, but sometimes I don't necessarily understand exactly what the instruction book is saying, so sometimes I need to phone a friend and talk to the creator. He says to go boldly to the throne of God with prayers and supplication. You, you got a hotline. You don't have to press one for English either. You, 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 don't, you don't have to change languages. You don't, it is not required. So God's word is true. All right, let me get to my next one. Hold on. I'm trying to stay in order today. I feel like I get out of order sometimes and that cause me problems. 
Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. And we also thank God continually because when we when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. That's the thing the world wants to tell you, right? That this is just some book that some guy, they can't come up with when he wrote it, right? That it's it, they before now they wrote it. Now, the same people who want to discredit whether or not the word of God is true can find a fossil in the ground and sometimes magically tell you how many millions of years old that fossil is. Or look at some pictures that's scratched on the wall somewhere and try to decipher what a whole race of people believed or thought. Yet we have this written word that has been composed for thousands of years, but that's false. But the little squiggly guy with the torch and the spear, that's true. See where the problem is? They want to sell you that the Bible is just words written by humans that's not important, possesses no power, has nothing to do with you. It's a fairy tale. The truth is, is it's not a fairy tale. It's the word of God. And it's true, and every man can be a liar, and I don't care. God's word is true. I, I like it, and I don't like it when they, you know, like, if I'm flipping channels, and I don't flip channels a bunch because I only watch, like, three things. Um, but if I'm flipping channels, and, and you see, like, on, like, Nat Geo or the History Channel, uh, Oh, we found new proof that Joshua really burnt down this city. Because if you go back however many feet down, there's actually a whole line of things to where you can see where the burnt buildings were. I appreciate that, but I don't need somebody to dig it up out of the dirt to prove that God's word is true. God's word said Joshua burnt it down, and that's really all I need. When we get to the understanding that God's word is true, whether you like it or you don't like it, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, or some guy on TV said it was real or not, God's word is true. And it's sent to the believer for your benefit, for your development, for your understanding. And I hear it all the time, I just don't understand. Well, you need to read more. You know, when you first start reading, right, when you're a little tiny kid, it's, it's the, well, I don't think they are anymore because they're probably not politically correct, but it used to be like Dick and Jane or, or Sally and Fred or whatever, and they went up the hill, did, 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 they did that, and it was very easy, right? One sentences at a time. You know what I'm talking about? So, so we, we, we took Riley to Acres of Discovery, and that lady is amazing. I wish she was still teaching, but... She, she talked to Riley for like an hour. Uh, me and Crystal kind of just like hung out. Like uh, we, we thought we were going to meet the teacher. We were really not important in the conversation at all. The lady talked to Riley. So she came to me after she talked to Riley and said, she'll be reading in two weeks. Okay, she's four. She, she probably won't be reading in two weeks, but hey, I like the enthusiasm. So two weeks later, Riley brought a book home from school and 
You know, that, that lady taught, she had the little cap that you put on the end of the finger, and she pointed at every word, and she read the words in the book, little tiny book. And I, too, play that game, you know. When I was that old, I probably could recite the cartoons that we watched because I'd heard it and heard it and heard it and heard it and heard it, right? I could just recite it because, I mean, I had a tape. Mama, I'm telling my age, you're really good now. Mama had a cassette tape player to where I got to listen to, like, she had all kinds of Jonah and the Whale and Daniel and the Lion's Den, and I had a Raiders of the Lost Ark one. I mean, we had some stuff. We had some entertainment to where you got to listen to the cassette tape as you were going to sleep. And I could recite those things, right? So I thought Riley had memorized the book from being taught for two weeks to read this book. So what I do? I swapped the book on her. I made her get a different book and read that one. Because that's not memorization. Then you actually have to read what it says. And she didn't know all the words, but she could read some, right? But as you grow and develop in reading, the words get harder, but you get better at understanding it. So if you tell me, I can't read it and understand it, I'm going to tell you, you've got to read it long enough to understand it. You can't pick it up one time and read it and go, oh man, I got all of that. If you do, praise God, come help me talk to y'all. Because if you can pick up the Bible and start at the front and go to the back and understand every word of it, you are whoo, super wise. But if you're not getting anything out of it, if you're not depending on it, if you're not reading it as part of your daily routine, if you don't believe that this is really God's word that you can stand on and depend on, that it doesn't change and it doesn't fail, then your problems are bigger than that. Then you're further behind this curve than you thought you were. It is imperative to us as Christians, as believers, to read and to understand and to know God's Word. Jesus said, if you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. Y'all know, know that? He says, I, I, I'm the truth. But when you know the truth, it'll set you free. It's John 8, 32. The truth will set you free. The Word of God... Jesus was the Word, right? John says in the beginning he was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was created without him. And then Jesus came and said, I'm the truth, the way, and the light, right? The truth, the Word of God will set you free. It's free from what? Well, Romans 8 says free from condemnation, free from sin, free from addiction, Free from the things that are coming around you. Think free from things that are attacking you. Free from hell. Free from sin and death. But it's God's word that in the flesh came here and became the savior of the world. And now in the written form, we still have access to exactly what he said and did. It's so, so important to us as a group of people to know what God's Word says about us, to us, that gives us instruction. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if you don't hear, you can't have faith. And 
You can hear it for 28 to 32 minutes, depending on what Savannah's timer says today, uh, how long I actually speak. Y'all know Savannah times me to make sure that I'm inside of the time frame that I'm supposed to be in. She's my check. I mean, Thomas is going to stand up in a minute, but Savannah times me, right? You can hear God's word for 28 to 32 minutes, but that's not near enough for you to hear God's word in a seven-day stretch. We're, we're doing the back-to-school thing, right? I've been praying this week. <clears throat> Ooh, I don't know if I can talk about it. <clears throat> we're getting ready to have a different kind of back-to. We're going to have a back-to-church program. A back-to-church revival. A back-to-church program. Everybody gets excited about back-to-school. We buy new clothes and book bags and books and pens and stuff. And that's important, don't get me wrong. But praise God, we need a back-to-church program. We got to get to where we're going to have a back to church event. We got to get back in church. Because if you only hearing God's word for 30 minutes every third Sunday, you are starving to death and the enemy is having a field day with you. <clears throat> we have to get to a point to where reading our Bible and ingesting it and understanding it and studying it Every day becomes part of your routine. Every day becomes part of your routine. Tomorrow, this is not a brag, this is just a discussion, I'm just telling you. Tomorrow, because Riley's got me beat, but tomorrow I will hit 1,200 days in the Bible app in a row. 1,200 days. Now, Riley's got me beat. She's, she's out in front of me. And I can't catch her unless she screws up, and I pray she doesn't. But you have to come to the place to where every day that you spend time in God's Word, if it's only just a minute, just a, just a, just a, a little bit, just a smidge of what it is, there's so many pieces and things, and, 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 and information, and knowledge, and wisdom that is hidden in God's Word, that He is just longing for you to take the opportunity to spend enough time to know what He said about you, about the believer, about the sons and daughters of God. And, I, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to we're going to have a freebie this week. Here, here's where I want you to start. It's a weird spot. I want you to start in the longest chapter in the Bible. Anybody know what longest chapter in the Bible is? Psalms 119. Psalms 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. Anybody know how many times it references God's word in Psalms 19? 27 times it references God's word, God's word in Psalms 19. 119. 119. 27 times. Counting the times that it talks about decrees, laws, statutes, and promises, it's in every verse except for two. It reminds you of what God's Word means to you and what it belong, how it belongs to you. And I'm just going to read a couple, a couple of verses in Psalms 119. Let's see. <clears throat> Psalms 119, 74. May those who fear you rejoice when they see me, for I have put my hope in your word. 
Psalms 119, 89, for your word, Lord, is eternal, and it stands firm in the heavens. Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. Psalms 119, 114, for you are a refuge and my shield, and I put my hope in your word. Psalms 119, 133, direct my footsteps according to your word and let no sin rule over me. Anybody know how many verses is in it? I don't don't remember. It's 200 and something. No, 176. 176 verses in one chapter. Read 10 tomorrow. 20. I mean, you read 176 if you really feel like you're going, just like, I'm going to really commit myself to this. But God's word is so valuable to us. And there's, just in Psalms 119, Just in Psalm 119, there is so many things to lead us and guide us to understand how important it is to know what God's Word says about us. Just in that that one chapter of one book, in one place, we have to get to this. And do we know why? Do we know why? Let, let's, let's talk about why. Just real quick. <clears throat> Turn to James. Uh, chapter 1 and verse 22. James 1, 22. Do not merely listen to the word so that you deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away immediately and forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives you freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. We don't want to be hearers only. I, I, I want you to hear because without hearing you can't have faith, right? You have to hear. You have to hear. And, and okay, mm, boy, uh, I can't read. I don't think any of y'all fall in that category. But okay, I, you can't read. Fine. There are audible Bibles everywhere. You can buy them. I mean, I think Waylon Jennings even did one, right? Or somebody. I mean, I think you can you can find them in about any version of it. In fact, if you get to the different versions in the U. Bible app or the whatever you version app, if you get to the different versions, it actually changed people who reads it. Now some of them talk like this and some of them talk fairly normal. But you can hear whatever you want to hear. Was it not last year at the beach, the year before, right? Two years ago at the beach, early in the morning, and mama's trying to listen to her Bible app as she does in the morning. And she forgot she was connected to the speaker that had been in the house. And she is on the porch, and she cannot hear the Bible reading to her. And so she is turning up the volume to where she can hear the Bible reading to her. And the speaker is in the house, and it is booming God's Word at 7 a.m. on vacation. And then the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was... right. She, she was trying to hear what God said. And Riley 
really had the only opportunity to avoid the crisis because she was also awake and she heard it and she said, hmm, and got up and went and walked outside. <laughs> she was removing herself from the situation. But she was trying to hear it, right? You got to hear it. You got to hear it to understand it. And you got to understand it to believe it. And you got to hear it to have faith in it. And if you don't hear it, then you can't have faith. And if you can't have faith, then you're without God and without hope. And if you can't grow from what you hear in the Bible, then you're, we are in bad shape. So I don't even care if you can't read. Your eyes are bad. If, if you can hear, what did it say? If they have an ear, let them hear. We'll get you an audio Bible. For real, listen. I, I bought Granddaddy an audio Bible. In the, in the last couple years of Granddaddy's ministry, right, he really did have a hard time reading. And I bought him an audio Bible. And you basically mash the button and turn it on, and then you pick book, chapter, verse. And it would play from there until the end of the Bible or until it ran out of batteries or you turned it off. But it, we have to hear what God's Word says because it's important to us. And we have to know that it's true because it's important to us. And we have to have faith in it because that's how we get closer to God. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the end of this, at the end of this race, however soon it ends, everybody's desire is to hear the same sentence, right? Does anybody have a different desire? Does anybody not want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? For us to get to there, you have to have this. You have to read the instruction manual. You have to stand on what God's word says. Believe it to be true and start to develop it in your life. I can read it and I can tell you about it. But it's really your job to read it. It's like that personal relationship we talked about last week. I cannot fix your personal relationship. I cannot make you read the Bible. I can quote as many scriptures as I can in 30 minutes. I can read as many off the screen as I can in 30 minutes. And I can preach it to the best of my ability. God's ability, not my ability. I can do exactly, I can be obedient. But it requires input on your part. You have to read it. You have to understand it. You have to develop those skills. And if you can't understand what it says, get an NIRV. Anybody know what an NIRV is? Is it a third grade, fourth grade level? Something like that, right? It's what our little kids read in the back, back there. It's on the it's on an elementary school English level. And if you can't read that, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't got no more help for you. If you can't listen to it, if you can't read it, then you need to ask God for wisdom. But it is imperative as Christians that we know that God's word is true. It will not fail. It does not change. It is not moved. It is ours, and it's ours forever. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you give us to have a personal relationship with you father we thank you for your word in this bible that was sent for us father for the nurturing and caring for your people and we give you praise and honor and glory for it in jesus most precious name amen